The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Can you believe it? It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. Are you kidding me? You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host, a confident young man, a superb athlete, Gary Seegers. All right, welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is the Friday morning edition, February the 23rd. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. Hopefully everybody has had a great week thus far. Uh, if you missed the Monday show, my uh, my kids have both had COVID. And you want to talk about a long week uh, I could never be a stay-at-home dad. Like I just, I, there's no, there's no chance that I would be able to do that. I, uh, I tried it this week. I was not good at it. The five-year-old basically ran the roost. The baby uh, did whatever she wanted to do. It was, um, it was a long, long, long week, and I was only there Tuesday through Thursday. So uh, you can imagine. Uh, what it would be like if I was with them all day, every day, by myself. Uh, luckily, we don't have to worry about that. So the kids are uh, are with my mother. Everything is good. Uh, they are COVID-free now. So cheers to that. Cheers to that. we got a lot to talk about on today's show. But first, let me go on to tell you, winningcureseverything.com is the website. If you've not already subscribed to the YouTube and to the podcast, uh, one, if you're listening to this, thank you. I certainly appreciate you. Uh, and two, uh, if you want to watch these videos, these podcasts, uh, you got to be a member over at YouTube because you can see a lot of my whereabouts. <laughs> so I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to make sure that only the people that really want to hear me talk are the ones that get to do this. So not it's not much. It's like $2.99 uh, per month on YouTube, so nothing crazy. But still, um, still going to be doing other videos on YouTube, and, and I might actually be clipping some of these for you some of these topics but uh you can support the show go to uh, buymeacoffee.com slash winning cures uh follow me on the socials at gary wce you can follow me that's on twitter uh that's on instagram that's on tiktok yeah tiktok that's i'll get all these eventually i swear and then i'm also on telegram uh at gary wce so that's the way it goes all right uh let's go on and jump in because, like I said, we've got uh, we got quite a bit to hit, and it's not a super long drive to the office, so we got to we got to knock this out. Topic number one: the CFP potentially could be expanding to 14 or 16 teams, uh, and that is because of a push by the Big Ten and or the SEC, uh, and both of them could be looking for more AQ bids, so automatic qualifiers. Uh, the first question that you've got is, okay, we're adding all these games, we're doing all this. 
are we going to keep conference championship games? And, yeah, the conference championship games do bring in a ton of money from TV networks for, you know, the SEC, the Big Ten, whatever. especially because in the SEC, it's typically been another playoff game. But if you already know that both of those teams are going to make the playoff, because remember, there are no divisions anymore. It's not like you're going to have eight and four, you know, Florida going up against, uh, you know, 11 and one Alabama with a chance to knock Alabama out. Well, now you basically would already know because there, it's going to be the top two teams in the conference. If it's going to be the top two teams in the conference, then what's the point? Because both of those are going to be in, especially if the SEC and the Big Ten were to get four automatic bids each, uh, which is just mind-blowing. I, I would imagine, I've told y'all forever, I think we're going to 16 teams. And I really do believe that we're going to 16 teams. But 14 sounds okay, too. But my guess is if the SEC and the Big Ten are going to get four each, then the Big 12 and the ACC are going to want two each. So at that point, you're already at, what, a 10? So why not tack on a few more and then we're good to go? Like, I'd, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a little... And maybe 14 is the right number. Who knows? You know, the top two seeds get buys. That way there's at least something... Uh, some somewhat of an advantage for the top seeds in this thing. But regardless, um, 14, like I said, that would mean that the top two seeds are going to get buys, and we would have six first-round playoff games. How much are those first-round playoff games worth, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about uh, w- will they be worth as much money as the conference championship games? And my guess is yes, but I, I feel like some of these TV networks didn't think this through when the SEC and the Big 12, or excuse me, the Big 10 signed their deals. I just, it, that's the only thing that I can think of is, okay, you obviously didn't see which direction the sports postseason was going to go. Otherwise, you wouldn't have given so much money for these championship games. Remember, the Big 10 just signed their deal last August, August of 2022, um, or no, August of 2023, good gracious, yeah, I mean, this has happened quickly, uh, but that, I mean, that was the whole thing, is you've got the Big Ten Championship game that's going to be split between Fox, NBC, and CBS, well, exactly how much is that championship game going to be worth? Because if you already know, if it's Michigan and Ohio State again for the second time, or if it's uh, Ohio State and Oregon, or if it's Washington and Penn State, or, or just whoever, you already know that both of those are going to be in the playoff. So at that point, I mean, you're playing for seeding, I guess. Uh, are either of them really going to go full out? Because, I mean, maybe if you want to get that by, if they're in a position to do that. I mean, it's just, it, there's there's a lot that goes into this. I think we're going to get away from conference championship games eventually. Uh, you know, we we had that rule change with the clocks last year that didn't make as big of a difference as, as people thought that it would. But, you know, clock runs after a first down. You thought it was going to cut out like five to seven plays per game uh, on each side. So you're talking like, let's say, 10 plays a game. Over 12 games, that's 120 plays. That's a, That's an entire game's worth of snaps. 
you're going to have to take some of this off of these kids unless you make them employees or whatever. I mean, it's that's the only way to get it done. But I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. The other, the other part of this, if the ACC and the Big 12 and all these G5 conferences don't agree to the demands from the Big 10 and the SEC, we are potentially just a few weeks away from the Big Ten and the SEC just creating their own playoff. And that could be terrifying. So I I would imagine that the Big 12 and the ACC and everybody else are going to agree to this because the two bigger conferences have the leverage play. They can take those teams and go back to ESPN and whoever else, Fox, CBA, whoever wants to get involved in the CFP negotiations – uh, they can go back to them and tell them, hey, here's what we're going to do. Like, we're going to take our two leagues, we're going to have a pod system set up for basically a conference championship, you know, playoff in our league, and then we're going to send our league guys up to this playoff tournament or whatever, right? Like, there are, there are ways to go about this, so I'm... We'll see what happens, uh, but my guess is that the Big 12 and the ACC uh, are not dumb enough to uh, reject all of this. They they can they can have a little bit of pushback. They can try and fight for their own stuff, such as they each get two automatic qualifiers, which last year, uh, I mean, maybe the Big 12 had two, um, but it was Texas and Oklahoma. So, I mean, could you imagine uh, a 9-4 and four Oklahoma State being your playoff participant? I mean, I just, uh, I, can't, I can't imagine. So, I would imagine the Big 12 and the ACC are going to get two each. The, uh, the SEC and the Big uh, 10 are going to get four each. And then the rest will be wild cards, whether that is G5s or whatever. So, we'll go from there. Moving along, topic number two. Looks like the early signing period is moving from mid-December to the Wednesday before conference championships. Now, I guess the question I've got to ask is, does this date make sense? And you can say that it's better to go on and do this as opposed because they want to get it in before the transfer portal opens up. So I get that. The transfer portal opens up after conference championship Saturday. But are you doing anybody any favor? I mean, the teams that are working on their conference championships, and again, I think this is a sign that we're probably not going to have conference championships for too long, at least not in some of the bigger conferences. Um, I, you know, maybe they'll still have them in G5s and whatever else, but that this is still kind of difficult because you're trying to wrap up a recruiting class. I, I still think you either push this thing back to August or, you know, July or whatever, or you just do away with the early signing period. I mean, the point of the early signing period was to get these kids that are legacy kids, etc. And of course, everybody took advantage of it as soon as it became a reality. And these, you know, colleges pushed these kids to, you better sign now, you better uh, make sure that you're in now because there may not be a spot for you come February. And they just basically took over the December period as, hey, like this is, this is the one. This is National Signing Day. 
And last year, I mean, it was just a few days before Christmas. It was just a train wreck. And all these guys are getting ready for the playoff, and they're getting ready for bowl games. And, what, and I understand bowl games outside of the playoff don't have a ton of meaning, but it's still just additional crap because you've got the transfer portal going on. You've got it, just everything happening, and it's, it's just a mess. So I don't know that the date makes sense unless you are going to get rid of conference championship games, in which case, okay. I mean, that, that might make sense to me. But you guys, y'all let me know. I'm, I'm very curious. Again, reach out to me. Uh, like the video if you haven't, or I guess like uh, uh, whatever. Subscribe to the stuff. How's that? <laughs> because this is not going to be publicly available. Uh, topic number three here. Um, the NCAA has banned schools from decorating hotel rooms on official visits. And, you know, we can talk about, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what, what does it even matter, etc. Look, here's the deal. Um, this is the perfect example of why schools want to keep the NCAA, right? Like, we're not going to just abolish the NCAA. It, it's not going away. And this is why. Because the schools are the ones that don't want to keep having to do this. Think about all of the official visits that come in. Now think about paying for an extra day of rooms at these hotels, fancy hotels that are expensive, Think about paying for those, and nobody even stays in the room that first night because you have to be in there uh, with staffers getting everything decorated and looking nice and leaving a bunch of Texas stuff and whatever. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a waste of money. It's stupid. So, And I get everybody does it, but everybody does it because everybody else does it. And if you don't do it, somebody else is going to, and it's just an additional thing that you have to do to keep up with the Joneses. Um, they didn't want to keep doing it. So what they do, what these schools do, is they push this over to the NCAA and say, hey, uh, we want this to be banned. We want to stop doing this. And everybody agrees, and they vote on it, and boom. And now when somebody asks about it, you can say, oh, it's the big bad NCAA. We, well, we wanted to do it. We wanted to help you out. But we couldn't. Because the NCAA banned it. Well, the NCAA is made up of the member institutions. They're the ones that created it. They're the ones that create the rules. So, no more decorating hotel rooms on official visits. And I'm fine with it. There's no reason to have those rooms decorated with a bunch of Texas gear or uh, Alabama gear or whatever. Like it, It's a waste of time, a waste of money, a waste of resources. So, um, moving along. Oh, again, reach out to me. If you've got uh, any thoughts on these, hit me up on Twitter, at GaryWCE. Um, we're also over at Winning Cures on Twitter as well. But, yeah, at GaryWCE is the uh, the best way. Or, I guess, X. I'm going to say Twitter till I die, I swear. Topic number four. Georgia running back coach Del McGee, he is expected to be named the Georgia State head coach. And I think this is a great hire for Georgia State, especially this late in the cycle now, this is two Georgia position coaches. Of course, Fran Brown uh, took the Syracuse job, but two Georgia position coaches, not even coordinators, that have gotten head coaching opportunities this offseason. And it makes perfect sense. Fran Brown, fantastic recruiter. Del McGee, known especially in Georgia as a fantastic recruiter. Uh, McGee's name has been brought up for several different openings but, man, him in Atlanta, and I get that there's a difference between a Sunbelt team in Atlanta 
and Georgia Tech or Georgia or whatever. But he's going to be able to get some dudes that you don't expect, I think. Now, it's going to take him a little while to get going because obviously it's the end of February, so not ideal timing on this. But I think Del McGee's a, a great coach. This, this was as well as Georgia State could have reasonably expected out of their head coaching opening after Sean Elliott decided to leave, you know, late, late in the cycle. So, uh, I think Georgia State did fantastic. I mean, Del McGee in Atlanta, I mean, it's it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what he does with his first real recruiting class coming in next year. Um, I guess it'll be his first because he's he's already missed all the other ones. So, he'll have an entire year to get his first recruiting class going. It's uh, gonna be gonna be interesting. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Topic number five here, Eli Gold is out as the voice of Alabama football. So uh, Chris Stewart is next in line. Chris Stewart has been working for the Crimson Tide Sports Network for, I mean, a decade? It's been a long, long time. He went to school there. He came up in the broadcast journalism department. Like he, Chris knows his stuff, and he is really good. He has done the basketball broadcasts for years now. I mean, years and years. He is fantastic. And he did the football broadcasts in 2022. He did the away games in 2023. Um, Chris is great. Like, he's fantastic. The Eli Gold situation uh, did not end well. He is 70 years old. He spent the entire 2022 season away. Um, Came back this year, only did the home games. Uh, he was dealing with some health issues, et cetera. But he came out with a, a media, like a PR storm, kind of pushing against this, said, I did not want to stop doing this. They pushed me out, et cetera. And I haven't seen this from a, a radio side. It, now, the Crimson Tide Sports Network said that they offered to keep Eli Gold on in a different role, uh, that he could call the 8A game this year. Like, he, he could still do some of the Alabama events, but that Chris Stewart was going to be the guy going forward and I I totally get that because anybody that has listened to Alabama games uh, if you listened to the the perfect example was listening to Eli Gold's call of the gravedigger play and that is the play the fourth and 31 against Auburn this year it was somewhat lifeless there wasn't it, it's almost like he didn't know exactly what happened. Um, but he, there were times this year, and and I listened to Alabama games because I listened to uh, the Varsity Network, right? They do the uh, the college football blitz on Saturdays, and it's just a bounce around. So, cheers to the Varsity Network for that. But he would forget players, like he would forget their names. Uh, he would completely miss plays uh, because he was talking about something else. Uh, I'll I'll tell you the truth. My father was never a big Eli Gold fan because Eli wouldn't tell the down and distance and time, all the stuff that you need to be able to do to paint a picture 
when you are talking on the radio, uh, Eli Gold never did that. And my dad, who is as old school as it gets, was frustrated and so mad because plays would happen and you never knew what time was in the game. You never knew the down and distance. You never knew, like, where they were. Like, nothing. Where the ball was spotted, anything. So, you know, I now I love Eli Gold because I am an Alabama fan. And that was the Alabama voice for my childhood. He started in 1988. Uh, he already wrote a memoir. Like, I'm, I'm surprised. He told, uh, he told AL.com that he had planned on doing this for another decade. Like, the man is 70 years old. Like, you know, and I know that some of them do. Uh, uh, Jack Crystal, that called Mississippi State games forever. I mean, I think he was in his 80s when he finally stopped. So it's not like it's something that you can't do. But you know, Eli had some health problems, etc. Um, this became a a bigger deal than I think most people thought that it would. Uh, but he he claims that he has a professional gig already, and we'll see who he ends up with. Uh, I'm sure he'll still be calling NASCAR games, etc. But still. Topic number six here, the College Football Players Association uh, talked about the EA offer, and we're going to talk more about the uh, EA deal, but basically EA Sports offered the NIL uh, stuff, NIL contract to college football players, and it's to over 11,000 of them, offered them each $600 and a copy of the game to be in the game. I mean, it's a pretty big deal because you're talking about 11,390 players. That's 85 scholarship players on 134 FBS football teams. That is $6.834 million plus the 11 plus thousand copies of the game that they've got to give to these kids if all of them opt in. That's a lot of money for, you know, something that's just popping back up. Uh, they're not going to have the coaches in the games, but they're going to have the actual players. This is a pretty big deal. Um, but Mike Florio wrote about it over at Pro Football Talk, and the CFL, or excuse me, CFBPA said that college football players are being treated like children. And Mike Florio put on there, uh, and I, I think that Florio should probably stay in his lane, uh, st- stick to your NFL stuff. But he said that they should have been offered royalties, that it's ridiculous that they weren't. Well, there is no there is no collective bargaining here. There is no there's no group to to negotiate with. So you can't go to each individual player and negotiate royalties. So you, you offer a one time fee, hey, we'll give you six hundred bucks if you let us new use your name in this game. It's not like you're uh, on some quest or something where it's like a, a role-playing game where you're going through and doing whatever. Like, it's... I, I don't I don't fully understand why people would have a problem with this, especially considering we haven't had the game in 11 years. And on top of that, um, it's... $600 is still quite a bit for college athletes. So I'm not certain why it became such an issue. But, of course, the... The CFBPA uh, always wants something to complain about. I'm, I'm certain. I'm certain. Uh, topic number seven here, ESPN is pissed at Florida State. They are pissed. And it, thanks to at uh, just R underscore zero two on Twitter for posting this stuff. He uh, 
uh, or he or she, whoever it may be, uh, posted a bunch of the stuff from ESPN's uh, addendum, their their filing, their response to the ACC contract, uh, or sorry, ACC lawsuit against Florida State in North Carolina. This was interesting. Uh, ESPN did file that response uh, to the ACC motion, and they said in there that Florida State should not be rewarded for improper disclosure of confidential information. They put something in there about the fact that Florida State may have committed felonies by making public certain trade secrets about their contract with the ACC. Uh, I, I, know, I know this. ESPN is not going to be doing anything to help Florida State out. Florida State... Uh, when you, I understand going at your conference, especially if you feel like you are not in the most advantageous position. If you feel like your conference has wronged you, which they do uh, because they feel like the former ACC commissioner uh, let his son have a sweetheart deal for the Raycom games, uh, etc. Right? So there's there's a lot that goes on with this, and Florida State feels like they're going to get left behind, and I get it. But Man, uh, this is if if anybody thought that Florida State was going to end up in the SEC, uh, as long as the SEC has a relationship with ESPN, you can kiss that ship goodbye. I mean, there is no chance because ESPN made it very very clear that they are not happy with Florida State whatsoever. Uh, we got two more topics that we're gonna that we're gonna hit on. Um, topic number eight, and this goes right in line with what I was just talking about. What are the next steps in conference realignment? Now, Florida State is not going to go to the SEC. ESPN will not allow that. They will not give additional money for that. Um, and it makes sense because they had Florida State on a, on a good TV deal for them. I mean, it, it was a sweetheart deal for ESPN for sure. Uh, maybe not so much for Florida State, who's trying to keep up with the Joneses. But Florida State, if they get out, they are likely going to go to the Big Ten. Now, whoever ends up taking Florida State, the TV contracts are done. I don't know that Fox and NBC and CBS are going to offer more money to get Florida State added in with Oregon and Washington and whoever else. And I don't know, I mean, maybe Florida State takes like a a huge cut where they, they don't make as much money, kind of the same way that Oregon and Washington did. Oregon and Washington for several years are only going to take like half a share. Uh, So... You know, we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. Um, but now there's been a lot of talk about Notre Dame as well. Now, I don't imagine that Florida State would go independent um, while they're waiting on a Big Ten offer, uh, because that, I think that this lawsuit stuff might take a little while. But I, I am curious about, you know, some of the. I'm curious about Notre Dame, whether or not they are actually going to want to. Um, move into a conference. Now, the CFP is built for Florida State. Uh, Swafford um, did, like, really good things. Like, he set this up to where he doesn't have a conference championship game. Yeah, the highest uh, seed that he can possibly get is the fifth seed. But if there's, you know, if there's 14 slots and... 12 of them are AQ bids to the bigger conferences, then 
I mean, what are we, what are we looking at? You know, that's that's going to be or, or ten are brought up by the uh, by the bigger conferences, right? Two by the Big Twelve, two by the ACC, uh, four by the SEC, and four by no, that'd be twelve. That'd be twelve. So, do you do you do that? Like, because Notre Dame, you would assume, is going to be there every year. There's a spot for them, but you know, like being in the Big Ten, maybe. Maybe that's uh, the better route. I'm I'm curious. We'll talk more. I'm probably going to do a Notre Dame video, uh, so keep an eye out on YouTube for uh, that one. The other thing, if uh, if that ends up happening, if Florida State does get out of the ACC and it turns out that there is a way to buy out of the ACC contract, everybody has talked about Clemson. Everybody's talked about Miami, uh, North Carolina, etc. Who else is going to move? And I think that the next two that are going to move are going to be North Carolina and Virginia. And I think they're going to go to the SEC. So if you've got Notre Dame and Florida State to the Big Ten and North Carolina and Virginia going to the SEC, what in the world are Clemson and Miami and potentially um, Virginia Tech, NC State, et cetera, what are they going to do? And that's, that's the question. I'm I'm so curious about this. Um, maybe they stay in the ACC. Maybe they go over to the Big Twelve. Maybe I mean who who knows? Uh, but it's going to be wild. It is certainly going to be wild. I wonder if you guys can hear the train. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure I'll figure that out in the edit. But uh, but yeah, this is this is pretty nuts. So so yeah, definitely definitely crazy. Uh, topic number nine here. Uh, and our last topic that we're going to talk about today, uh, we have got, we have got one last one, uh, the EA College Football News, all of that stuff that has come out, uh, and I wrote down a bunch of this, So, and we'll just hit it real quick because I'll probably do a YouTube video about this as well. The analysts that have been announced are Reese Davis, Kirk Herbstreet, Desmond Howard, Chris Fowler, uh, Jesse Palmer, Kevin Connors, who does the uh, ESPN Studio Show, uh, and David Pollock is going to be on this. And I found that interesting. He's going to be part of the game day thing, uh, but I guess they started working on that before Pollock was let go and before they hired McAfee, I guess. Uh, but it doesn't. I don't see anything about McAfee being in there. Uh, just interesting. I want to know if Fox is going to be involved in this because I would love to get uh, Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt on some of these games. Because it's going to be weird to have ESPN analysts calling Big Ten games, especially when you know that everything else on this is so realistic, right? So that's that's what I'm curious about, is are they going to have Fox? Uh, second, all 134 teams are confirmed in, so that's good. Um, let's see, you cannot manually create players that opt out of the game. So if Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow decided to opt out of the game, then you couldn't go make the exact player Jalen Milrow. You'd have to make something else. So, now, how they're going to do that, I don't exactly know, but I'm, I'm very curious to see. Um, the NIL and, or sorry, the transfer portal and NIL are going to be involved in the game, in the gameplay. Curious to see what that's going to look like. Uh, the game will include customization for realignment and you can do uh, customized playoffs. So 12 teams, 10 teams, 16, whatever you want. Uh, coaches, like I said earlier, will not be included. 
uh, but team play styles will be. So you aren't going to have Jeff Munkin as the head coach at Army, but what you will have is Army running the triple options. And I like that. I think that's going to be fun. I think that's going to be fun. So like I said, I'm going to do some more videos about this, uh, probably on the YouTube, but this, uh, this has been a fun ride. Fun ride. Hopefully all of you end up having fantastic weekends. Like I said, go to winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe all the places that you need to subscribe. That would certainly, certainly help me out because, again, this is a one-man show. I mean, guys, I'm doing a podcast in my car, right? <laughs> oh, God almighty. The things that we do, right? I, I love doing this show. I've had a lot of people reach out asking, like, hey, are you going to keep this going, et cetera? Yeah, uh, I got a GoPro. I got a, I got a Zoom. And I got a headset mic, and yeah, we're gonna keep this thing rolling. So I'm uh I'm excited about it, but uh but we will we will keep it going, and I'll still do some of the videos in the studio, and we'll get them out to you. All right. With that said, it is time to roll on. Ah, take care of yourself, take care of each other. God bless college football, and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. If you want to toss in a question, you can email me, Gary, at winningcureseverything.com. Make sure and hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, We sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.